just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. It's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year thinking we're going to be the shit. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. What's up? Welcome to Black and Gold BS, the uh, very sad Saints podcast from Brew Crew Media, presented by Hornitos Tequila. I'm Jacob Krasno, alongside Sean Haspel and Allison Whitlock. And uh, it's been a, been a tough week for Saints fans. First, we had the uh, debacle that was the Falcons game. And then uh, all week, we thought we thought we were in it. We thought we were gonna we were gonna get our, our knight in shining armor, Odell Beckham Jr. But we learned today, which is Thursday, that he will be signing a one-year deal with the Rams, and uh, that really sucks. It's a bad decision. I hope he fails. And uh, Odell, uh, Odell might be dead to us. No, not might be. I think he is dead to us. Mm. Um, and of course, like I'm sure everybody listening to this knows, but we all went to high school with Odell, and I went to college with him. So we, we know him, or we knew him personally. And uh, can you ever really know someone though? Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah, this is a. This is a betrayal of like the highest magnitude, I think. Yeah, we're Shakespearean a, of Greek, tragic, epic proportions. Just hearts broken to a million black and gold pieces. So exactly saw... how mad are we all about this? Uh, go ahead, Allison. I was just gonna say, I, I think we talked all week like, if what he's looking for targets, which is kind of what we all assumed because he hasn't been getting them. Hence his father's 11 minute video <laughs> about how he's been open for the past three years. I saw on Twitter that they sold him with like a 65% pass clip, which obviously I don't think we could have sold him with as the saints. Cause that's not what we've been operating with, but yes. I think 65% pass clip at WR three is less targets than a 50% pass clip at WR1. So like, I still don't really understand it outside of like, maybe he's betting on Matt Stafford, but either way, I just still don't see how this is that much different than what he was working with in Cleveland, except that it's a new system. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. from a football perspective, like if, if targets are what he wants, then he's, probably not going to get what he thinks he deserves with the Rams. Unless he thinks he'll be open because they're going to keep doubling cup. Right. So, you know, you have to think that at this point in the season, like he doesn't know the offense, he's unfamiliar with the team. So he's not just going to walk in and be like the, the target hog. So you've got Robert Woods and Cooper cup there already. And Van Jefferson is the third wide receiver. And right now he's seeing about a 14% target share. So, like, that's not going to go away. He's, like, a coveted young player. And then you have Tyler Higbee, and he takes up some targets. So, like, 
at most, like Odell's probably going to see somewhere between like five and 10% of the targets in this offense, yeah. Yeah. which is not, well, not a lot. Right. Like a uh, former Ram, John Johnson, the safety who signed with Cleveland, uh, ironically, coincidentally with Odell, uh, this, this past off season in his press conference today, after the news broke, he was like a little confused why he picked the Rams. Cause I mean, he basically alluded to what we all know that like their entire offense is based around Cooper cup, even like the running game. And, um, yeah, like he wasn't really sure like where Odell was going to fit in to all of that. Um, and I thought Nick Underhill had a good article uh, a couple days ago, just saying like why Odell should sign with us. Obviously, like super biased, but um, I mean, just you could just put on the 2019 Saints tape and show that like I mean, it's not about what quarterback's playing for the Saints, especially what quarterback is playing for the Saints currently compared to guys like I mean Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers were the apparently the two or Patrick Mahomes are like the three like other front runners before the Rams like came out of nowhere today. Um, but it's about Sean Payton and that um, and Michael Thomas did what he did in 2019 with like a, as we know now, like clearly diminished Drew Brees, um, like putting up historical target and resulting production numbers. And then despite, like, even when Drew went down, Teddy kept feeding Mike Thomas Taysom fed Mike Thomas last year. Um, and like, there's no reason that like Peyton couldn't have drawn up the same thing for Odell. But um, I mean, I, he, my like relatively uninformed uh, thinking as to why he picked the Rams. I mean, obviously they are like a dynamic offense, but I mean, he's it's like, he's clearly he's ring chasing. Um, and once that like, Super chance of Super Bowl, and then theoretically we'll go like cash in in free agency elsewhere um, with a ring in hand. I mean, it's not like the craziest theory, but just like, like kind of like numbers feed your free agency more than a ring, right? As a wide right. receiver, I think I think maybe like he might be thinking like, oh, if I have like a ring in my pocket, then like I'm like free to like do whatever I want, and then like just like chase him. I I don't know, but. Um, yeah, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. I mean, maybe like from like an off-field perspective also. I mean, obviously we know he's like a very celebrity-focused guy, like 4 million followers on Twitter. I'm sure like just as many, if not more, on Instagram. His like girlfriend is a pretty big-time influencer with like a million-plus followers herself. I'm sure she's based in L.A. So, um, and I know he's like friends with LeBron James or whatever, so... Uh, I mean, from all that perspective, it like makes sense. It's still like kind of lame. And I mean, I don't hope he like gets hurt or anything, but I don't hope, I hope he doesn't do well, to be honest. And um, I mean, but I mean, who knows? Maybe like he signs with us in the off season. So I'm not trying but to put now, too much bad juju on have him. him. I'm going to remind everyone that he hasn't had a good year since Obama was president. That's true. Thanks, Obama. But uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. none of us have had a good year since Obama was president. <laughs> wow, damn, that like is really deep, but also probably but, true. But that's what yeah. the pessimist in me is saying. Like he yeah. hasn't had a banner year since then, and I think he blames it on whoever is convenient at the time. But he'll find someone to blame on the Rams if it doesn't go well, which I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, Let's shit on them all off season. That'd be great for sure. Um, 
Let's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like personally slighted by this. Like I'm like really <laughs> disappointed in Odell, like as a, as a human, like, a, well, it's, I think it's, it's not even that lucrative of a deal. It's like all tied up in like incentives. Incentives. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. Like I, for years have defended him to people like saying the New York media assassinated his character and that he's really like a decent guy, but yeah, the way this drug out and like the fact that he chose to go quote unquote chase a ring, like I think that says a lot about the man. Um, I, to me, this is this is like the inverse of like the famous like Drew Brees, Sean Payton story, where like in early two thousand six, everybody's heard this, how like Payton and Brees were like driving around New Orleans when they were courting Brees during free agency, and they got lost in the ninth ward, and like. Sean Payton was like embarrassed and Breeze saw it as an opportunity to like come into New Orleans and like make a difference. And, you know, there's like some selfishness inherent in that decision. Cause like you have to choose to be like the savior figure in that story. But like, this is like the opposite choice. Yeah. Like Odell yeah. had an opportunity to like go home to like a city that's like still kind of fucked up from hurricane season like the Saints really, really, really need a receiving threat. And they're good. I would say they probably have just as good of a chance to win the Super Bowl as the Rams do. Because let's be honest, Matthew Stafford isn't really that great. I mean, he's like an above average quarterback, but he still has a losing career record. And, well, and he, whenever he's pressured for any moment of time, he yeah. looks like shit. Yeah, the Titans made him look absolutely silly last week. And, like, instead of choosing to, like, go home and be a hero, he chose to sell out and chase a ring. And, like, I think that's, like, really disgusting. I truly actually believe this might be, like, the most disgusting choice. Like, if he had picked <laughs> yeah. the Packers, I kind of would have been like, okay, that sucks, but, like, okay. Right. Like, I don't know why this one reeks of, like, it reeks of like it's not even close to the same, but maybe like since LeBron is his butt buddy, I guess like when LeBron went to Miami. Yeah, no, like, totally. It just feels like ew. Like yeah, why like are you a, doing that? Like a lame, like kind of like heel turn. Like yeah, I and don't like, know. It's just yucky. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm not. There's that, yeah, there's that screenshot going around of him like FaceTiming with Von Miller. Yeah, I saw that. Von Miller's like, Dude, let's go chase the ring. <laughs> and like Odell has this like shit eating grin on his face with this like and, one like, grill ring. of all of all the teams you could have picked like the Rams are like the team in the NFL aside from the Falcons that like are least deserving of success they don't really have a fan base like they just throw money at these like big name players it never works out they're always a fucking dud in the playoffs their new billion-dollar stadium looks like a planner's wart. No one even goes. Like, it, and obviously, there's like the the, the no-call aspect to it all. Yeah. And like, it just feels like he took a big knife and stuck it in between my shoulder blades. I agree, and I think, I mean, I don't know who is going to get the one seed in the NFC. There's a lot of football left to be played, but Stafford is winless in the postseason. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like they're going to fuck it up. The only yeah. reason they ever made it to the Super Bowl, and that didn't include Stafford, obviously, was because 
of said Voldemortish no call that we don't speak of. And then they scored three points when they got there. So my my drunk wife, who's on a bachelorette party right now, said Duck Odell. I'm sure that was a, uh, a a typo. Yes, I concur. This is bad juju, man. This is yeah. bad juju. It's just, you it's guys just think lame. that like it being home for him was ended up being like a a negative factor? Like he didn't want to be home. I mean, fuck him if that's true. But I just am wondering, like, if he just yeah wanted another experience. I mean, Cleveland I mean, was probably not an experience. Maybe. So like, he went to New York and then he like wanted something else. Like, it's it's kind of funny. Like, so I mean, Jacob, you live in LA right now. Um, who are like the like? What is the hierarchy of like biggest athletes in LA right now? The literally everyone who ever played for the Dodgers is like numbers one through like 300. And then no, like, like active, active players. Like who's like, I mean, LeBron James, like if you saw like an athlete on the street, like who would be, yeah, you'd be like, holy shit. Like the five people that you'd be like, Oh my God. I really like people here. Like don't give a fuck if it's not the Lakers or the Dodgers. Right. Like LeBron, I guess, but LeBron lives in like a hollowed out volcano lair. He's like never, ever going to be seen in public. Um, Who else? Like Anthony Davis is probably the same way. Like you're not going to see him out. Um, And then like all the Dodge, I mean, the Dodgers are great. They're amazing. They're exempt from this debate, but like the Rams just like take like, we're talking about like no, this is like greater Los Angeles population. Well, like people here don't care about football. That's like well, part that's of like true. the shame of like yeah. the Rams actually having like talent is like they're wasted in LA. Like nobody yeah. really cares. Everyone's a transplant. They care about the team from the town that they're from. They don't care about the Rams. Yeah, and like the team like knows that. Yeah. So I I brought up that line of thinking because like if Odell did come home to new Orleans, he would be the biggest af- like star athlete in the state of Louisiana. Like right now, like today. Um, I mean, with like, I mean, we can talk about like Zion and all that stuff on another podcast potentially, but well, Zion um, is literally the biggest athlete. Yes, he is. In terms he's, of his mass. He's, he's too, he's, too big of an athlete. So, um, but uh, but so like literally, I mean, not literally, but figuratively, Odell would be the biggest athlete in Louisiana. So like the whole dynamic of being the big fish in the small pond, and just playing devil's advocate, like maybe that's like not what he wants for some reason. But like, then again, I mean, he also like was a guy. I mean, I, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, he was a star. I mean, in he's the- instantly the most recognizable player on the Rams. Like. If you walked down like a street yeah. in downtown LA and like you were walking with like Odell and Aaron Donald and Stafford, like Odell would be the one that people would recognize. That's true. Like That's nobody knows true. what Jalen Ramsey looks like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it again, it's like a one year thing for now. And like it, like the odds are that it won't like work out. So like congrats to him. I mean, Sucks. No, 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 no. Congrats. Well, it was a sarcastic congrats, but um, it really sucks. Okay. Well, should we talk about the Saints now? Given that this is a Saints podcast, and how um, we really could have used Odell because the Saints receiving core 
is on pretty shaky ground. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much the reason why we we lost. Yeah. To the Falcons. They are the reason. Except yeah, I for mean, the shitty defensive play in the last minute, but I think this could end up like if this is a problem that persists into the later in the season and affects our postseason seeding and or even just comes back to haunt us in the playoffs. Like, I think it's going to end up being like one of the most egregious, like missed judgment calls of like Sean Payton's career. Like thinking that we had enough people. Yeah. in the wide receiver room to like make well, up. I was going to say, we haven't Thomas. had, a, we haven't recorded since Michael Thomas announced his own. Right. Departure, right. We right. haven't. So like, no, we haven't, I feel like that delivery on its own, like kind of made me scratch my head. Like, I feel like we talked about it when like pre Odell freeing himself from the Browns, like we reached out to trade and we were all like, does that make you worried about MT? It's like, no, no. Like we would have known that beforehand. And like that too, like makes me question Peyton because yeah, there's some like raw talent in the wide receiver room, but like not even close to like a true wide receiver one, like not even minimally close. So So like if you had an idea that Michael Thomas might need additional surgery or like have a chance of being any further delayed than week eight, which we thought was like the latest he would come back. Like what, what are you doing? Like we're not, I haven't even gotten to my rant about uh, Troutman, but like we can't make up for it with like this bullshit. So going back to Sean, so about Sean Payton and his like now with hindsight, like misjudgment of our wide receiver room saw an interesting Twitter thread about how, as brilliant of a like strategist and tactician and play caller Sean Payton is on offense, like his ability to like assess the personnel, the offensive personnel, especially of our team is like lacking. And a lot of times he can't foresee what is apparent to like a lot of the rest of us, these like glaring issues. Like he has to see that it is like a true crisis mode in a per, in a personnel group position group before he like truly acts. And some like historical examples of this was that remember after the 2010 season, when we ended up in the playoffs of the, the beast quake and we didn't have any healthy running backs. And yeah, that was a problem it, all, we had Liddell Betts started multiple games. Yep. If anybody even remembers who Liddell Betts is. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, ended up like lining up a, a Julius Jones. Julius Jones. Yeah. Just like we, we, we went into the beast quake game and we obviously know how that ended, but like we didn't have any healthy running backs. Reggie was hurt. Um, and it was uh, Pierre was also hurt, I think. And it was like a total mess. And then we draft uh, Mark Ingram in the first round, like a few months later, flash forward to, like 2013 season, all of our wide receivers, besides like uh, on the downside of his career, Marcus Colston, are like hurt and like done pretty much by 2013. And we like get our ass kicked up in Seattle again, coincidentally enough. Don't have like a viable receiving core. And then we like we lose the game. And then we draft Brandon Cooks a couple weeks later, like a month or two later, whatever. And like, I feel like Sean Payton just like figured that this wide receiver room, I mean, yeah, part of it was 
maybe some misguided optimism that Mike Thomas would be back at some point this season. Um, and, I mean, obviously we can debate what happened there and which party shared more of the blame, but um, it took seeing us lose a game like we did on Sunday because of our lack of talent in the receiving room for him to like apparently put the full court press on Odell and it didn't work. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty like disheartening situation we're in to know that, I mean, we like mismanaged a like pretty important position group to the point that it like, it's going to like presumably put a ceiling well, there's no way out this season. Right? Yeah. Like right. that's the fucked up thing. Yeah. About the Michael Thomas announcement. Like it was right. the day after the trade deadline. Like, yeah, that's the part of it that like, you're totally right. I feel like Sean Payton has a bit of an ego where he's like, I can scheme. I can fix this. I alone like, can I, fix this. In the I words can of figure it out. And like yeah. to his credit, he, it gets us, it gets us to a winning record. Sure. Yeah. But like, that's not really what we're doing anymore. Right. We've been doing it for five years. Yeah. Like the expectations are too high. And like now there's nothing we can do, but hope some random other team releases someone that's slightly better than Marcus Callaway. Like, yeah, that's kind of it. Or someone else frees himself. Uh, like Odell. And this, I had this it. like uh this like highway fantasy today of like Robert Woods or one of the other Rams receivers being like, Oh, what the fuck? Now you have to release me because all my targets are gone. But I mean, it's not gonna happen. It's I think not Odell's happen. not gonna get that many targets. Yeah, I don't either. Like a deep I mean, he, he could be washed. I don't think he's washed, but I don't think he's gonna get a lot of targets. And maybe that results in from frustration. I don't know, but I mean, it is what it is. And I think we, as Saints fans, need to largely accept that this receiving room is who we're going to be riding with for the remainder of the season. Hopefully, we can get creative, start using Taysom like more and actually targeting him as a receiver. Um, you guys think he's going to start ever? At, at quarterback? Um, uh uh, I, I there mean, was that weird series against the Falcons where Taysom came in like randomly during yeah. in the middle of the comeback. I, I think it was actually the was it the drive where like Simeon fumbled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was. So he threw two but passes. He used and looked to do great, that when Drew like, was quarterback. He'd be like, "Hey Taysom, like go in on this critical yeah. drive, like between the forty and the twenty of the opponents." I'd, I'd be shaking in my boots, like, "Why are you doing right. this?" So like he's no. always going to do that. I'm just curious if he's ever going to like sack up and be like Taysom Hill, Steve Young, like I said. It seems like well, he's not going to. I don't think Taysom's given – I mean, uh, fucking uh, Trevor Simeon's like giving him a reason to doubt him though. I thought no, Trevor I agree played with awesome. you. I guess I'm just saying that Sean Trevor Simeon been, like is not singing this tune about Taysom. Right. But I think I still I, – I, my, my feeling about the Trevor-Taysom dynamic – is honestly even more reinforced now than it was like going into the Falcons game that like yeah, the fact that player. our skill position group is such dog shit that Taysom is more of an asset there than he would be as a starting quarterback. And Trevor like has played. Okay. Um, and I mean, if we 
only even drop half the balls we dropped uh, against the Falcons, we win that. We win that game. Yeah. I'm like pretty confident of that. So, um, I mean, that's true for sure. Uh, like, um, and I mean, we just need to change how we use Taysom. Maybe they were like worried about rushing him back too quickly after that. Um, after that uh, concussion that he had, it was, it was pretty nasty. But like, I hated that we didn't use him on either of the two point conversions that we. Not, which neither of which we got against the Falcons, and uh, potentially that could have been the game. Um, well, I feel that like we he's most that second one, so. confusing to defenses when he's lined up as a potential rusher. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And that's, they what, didn't that's what I'm saying. Really do that at it's, all? Yeah, right. Especially in like short yardage. I mean, that's like yeah, literally exactly. what he's like made for. Like when we're on those like goal to go situations. Well, that's when most of his touchdowns are from. Generally, just like, yeah, exactly. Success. So, so yeah, I, I, like. I mean, Nick Underhill basically outlined it. Like, I, I think we maybe see more of a true, like, two-quarterback system where, like, once we get in the red zone, like, we put Taysom in and, like, have that element of um, run, run pass that, that he brings. So, um, yeah, we're – it's – I mean, Sean Payton's definitely going to have to get creative. Uh, I mean, we haven't talked about this yet, but, I mean, Deontay Harris has been our best receiver for the most part uh, this season, and um, – I mean, he, he had his own injuries, but now that his uh, DWI case was legally resolved, he might get suspended for three games by the NFL, and that would be just like another major kick in the nuts. Um, hopefully, if that smidge does come, it doesn't. They like wait until maybe next year at this point, but but we'll see. So, and now Alan Kamara has been held out of practice the last couple of days with was apparently like a mild knee sprain. Um, whether he plays or not in Tennessee is TBD. Uh, thank God we have Mark Ingram, who I think is good enough to take the bulk of the carries um, and in a spot start for a week, hopefully not long, too much longer than that if so. But, yeah, it's it's definitely scary times for the Saints right now. Um, and this, with the defense honestly not playing great uh, for most of two games now, um, they, they have some things to tighten up as well. So the good news um, is the NFC generally is kind of a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really is. I mean, I think we're still the sixth seed right now, yeah. but, um, and the Falcons are four and four at the seventh seed, which is kind of crazy to crazy to think about. But, um, we're, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still like, I mean, at the end of the day, like as, depressing as the last like week or so has been like we're five and three which is probably better than most people had expected win or that loss didn't bother me that much because we showed a lot of resilience and it was a fluke play yeah um that like morally wasn't as horrendous as the other losses on the books right um, it was just kind of like amusing in a way. Like we looked horrible and like that was discouraging and then we turned it on. So like, yeah. it, it's there. Like we, at the end of the day, like despite the Odell disappointment, like we're still five and three, we're still good. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I would still be feeling pretty good about this team. If like this Odell shit had like never happened. Right. If, if Odell yeah. was like still on the, on the Browns today and like there was never any drama between them. And like, we didn't even think there was a chance of us getting him. Like we would be like probably more optimistic about the team than we are right now. It's, it's just kind of a bummer knowing what could have been. 
and right. how much of a boon that could have been. But um, and like, yeah. what would have happened if Jameis was the quarterback? Oh well, that's that's a whole nother uh, level of of what ifs. Um, just yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we 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 went we went into the season just with not knowing no what to expect yeah. and just kind of like going for it. And then once the team like saw some success, we got our hopes up and stuff. And, and now, uh, now that like the future is even more shaky, I think we should still like not get too high or too low and just kind of, kind of roll with it, you know? Um, and, uh, have confidence that like, no matter what happens this season, like next year, I think is going to be an exciting year. I, I mean, who knows like who our quarterback's going to be next year. It's almost like even more intriguing than it was going into the season. Um, Look, also like we've beaten like some of the best teams in the NF. Yeah. See? So yeah. Like, there's like the season's not over yet. It's just, right. I think the Odell thing took us for a ride. Yeah. That now yeah. we feel like we're missing something that we never had, but right. Yeah. We'll be fine. Also like, we're four two and one against the Titans on the road. There you go. La- the last time we played them was Michael Thomas's big record breaking game. Yeah, yeah. They are a five game, game winning uh, streak. They are due for wins. a letdown game. Yeah, I. They they're down. they're bound to like start having some difficulties without Derrick Henry. Um, and like I think Julio Jones got a little nicked up in practice today, apparently. So they could be down their number two. Or the number now to threat. So um, if Marshawn like fucking comes to play on. and like yeah, exactly. like uh, lock, like tries to like actually play well <laughs> this week, like he had a, a down week, like got like burned for like, like one or like I know he gave it one that one touchdown to Omalabi Zacchaeus or I don't even know his name, but like yeah, we got killed by no name guys and. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that Paulson Adebo played like a rookie and gave up that Cordell Patterson play. But well, the uh, shame of like it, it's not like he was like burned. Like he almost tipped the pass. Yeah, it had Marcus Williams position. smell on it. Yeah, yeah, Marcus was like whipped. good intent, bad execution. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, going. I guess going back, like since we're going back to the Falcons game, just what a frustrating game. Like we are, we talked about the drops and like. I mean, they basically had a turnover, like a fumble, scoop and score six um, after like Teron Armstead, like just gets cooked by like some no-name defensive end I'd literally never heard of. And like, then they scored an easy touchdown off that. Like just a weird, just a weird day. And I think, yeah, someone pointed out like creepily, rightfully so that all three of our losses this year have come after emotional wins. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can just like blame that on Peyton. I mean, Peyton said he needed to coach better, but just like, yeah, not letting the team get too highs. I think, as you said, Jacob, we ate the cheese and um, just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see how we play on, on Sunday. I mean, definitely some, some tough games coming up, but. Um, yeah. I think like, yeah. so in regards to the Titans, like I think conventional wisdom and like the easy answer to like how we win this game on the road is just to like run it down their throats 
and like establish the run, make sure yeah. that sets up play action pass and blah, 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 blah. Like, but I have this feeling that like, that's not what we're going to do. That like Sean Payton is his ass is chapped from like how bad the receivers played last week. Like nobody likes a chapped ass. Well, I think he's going to be like, okay, Oh, you guys don't think I can win with Trevor Simeon? Here's yeah. a game where Simeon throws 40 passes again, and then he throws for 350 yards, yeah. and we win by like three touchdowns, and we just throw all over them. Oh, yeah. Jackrabbit Jenkins, like you think you're going to like give up our secrets? Like, no, we're going to throw at you all day long with shit that you've I, never seen before. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, we got to be careful. Kevin Byard um, lurking back there because he's, he's legit for sure. And like, they've got some pretty beastly guys on their D line. Jeffrey Simmons is a monster beating uh offensive tackles as well as women. Apparently. I don't know if you guys remember that when he was getting drafted, yikes. But um, uh, yeah, the, no, I mean the, the, the Titans are tough. They're well coached and stuff, but um, I mean, yeah, we, we beat them in Tennessee a couple years ago. Right. Uh, also Derek Henry was out for that game too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Oh, old uh, Saints nemesis Adrian Peterson toting the rock for them like, this I year. Do, so. I, like in all seriousness, like I think it's possible that we just boat race them. That, yeah. That Adrian Peterson and like Jeremy McNichols just like putt putt into like the butts of their guards and like they can't run the ball. Like Julio, he really hasn't been a factor like all year. He's been hurt. And then like AJ Brown's good, but that's only one guy. So if you shut him down. Like, who is Tannehill throwing to? We're used yeah. to shutting down Julio, and he's old. Right. Yeah. Julio yeah. doesn't bother me. Yeah. And apparently, like I said, he got a little banged up today. So that could, that'll be something to watch going forward. I'm a little concerned. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is in a boot um, and her knee scooter. So uh, I'd be shocked if he plays. They haven't announced what his injury is, but um, I'm worried it's like a broken toe or something. That's a rumor. Uh, so – whether we put PJ in the slot or if we like um, put either Paulson or Brad Roby in there um, is to be determined, but that's definitely going to be something to watch going forward. Uh, Peyton Turner got put on IR today. I don't know if it's like real IR or just a few week IR. Definitely frustrating to like, I was really excited to have like all of our monster DNs uh, back with David on Yamada and like be able to unleash our full pass rush potential. But that was, that was pretty short lived. So, but I think Granderson will be back and take his place. So uh, yeah. What, what do these guys not stretch? Like what the fuck is happening? Like him and, uh, and Marcus two firsts. Yeah. They're always hurt. Oh my God. Two firsts, Marcus two first Davenport had a beautiful punch out that almost won us the game. The ball was right there. We just had to fall on it. Just such a tease. There were just like so many such close chances for us to win that game. Just so frustrating. But mm. Look, we only have to win like four more games to make the playoffs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, and yeah, I think everyone eight, left on the seven. slate has shown vulnerability. No, for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not, pessimistic necessarily about the rest of the season but i mean uh just just always frustrating to have such a missed opportunity i totally. mean yeah we were i mean it doesn't really matter but in our historical 
like see uh all time series with the Falcons. We were two games behind them go in the in the win loss column going into the season. And so if we had swept them this year, we would have we would have tied the series, the all time series. But uh now it's now we're three games behind them and just a sad missed opportunity there and then we could have seized the division the with the Bucks on the bye. Yeah, we could beat them in the playoffs, but um, and then with the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Packers all losing, like we really could have like inserted ourselves into like one of the top NFC team seed races. So, um, but it just wasn't it just wasn't meant to be this week. And man, and probably worst of all, my my, my therapist is a Falcons fan, but uh, but you know she she actually didn't give me too hard of a time. So thank you, Candace. I I, I appreciate that for taking it easy on me. You should get a new therapist. <laughs> well, hey, no, I mean, no, no one, uh, no one. Uh, fans exist. Yeah, well, I mean, who better to like help you deal with like pain and loss than than a Falcons fan, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Maybe this is their curse, question. though, with the Braves winning. Mm. And that's true. Um, has anybody like ever met? Like a Bucks fan or a Panthers fan? I don't think I've ever met. I've met a Panthers who... fan, unfortunately. My really? one of my one of my good buddies at work is a is, is a pretty diehard Bucks fan. Shout out Palmer. What's up, man? Didn't he go to LSU? He did. Hmm. Something's I not think, adding up there. I think his family's originally from Tampa, or his mom's family, or something. I don't. I don't know. I've never met um, a Bucks fan. His, but his dad's Panthers fans. From Freeport exist allegedly do they well they had to sign cam newton to be relevant again so i think they're like trash like they're gonna be so bad yeah it, Matt like, Rules, actually he's gonna get fired they beat us like they suck yeah that all three of our losses were so winnable and just man and then, ah, like that's the frustrating thing. Like this team, like, we really could be like seven and one right now. Like, I think the Giants one is the most easy. painful. Like that yeah. was in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And last week, the Panthers game, we were just never participating. Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> like, just like bad luck. I mean we beat yeah. that if we we were decimated. Like we didn't have coaches. We had like yeah. f- players as coaches like it was yeah just a comedy of errors and i was way off last week i predicted 62 to 3 saints jacob 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 it's your I'm, fault you man. know what i'm gonna i'm gonna predict that again i'm gonna predict we win 62 to 3 <laughs> on the road just predict it every week until it hits yeah i'll say like saints 24 Titan 17. Yeah, I had 21-20 Saints. One one storyline I will seriously predict is that like we're gonna pick on Janoris Jenkins. Like yeah. everybody's yeah, a big deal. He's changing his name to Jack Rabbit and he's spilling the Saints secrets to the Titans locker room. Wait, is he actually changing his name to Jack Rabbit, like legally? Is that a thing? Uh some broadcaster said that. Oh um, that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually true, but if it is, one, it's stupid, and two, yeah. um, it's also you stupid. You should sign a sponsorship deal with the vibrator company. 
Um, Hello. Yeah, I don't know. I think well, let's end this on a positive note. I think Peyton is going to see this the, the events of the last seven days as a personal slight against him, and he's going to come out guns blazing, and we're going to throw the ball a lot, and he's going to out scheme people, and yeah. he's going to be like, "Fuck you guys!" I'm like, you don't think the Saints have a chance with Simeon? We do. And by the way, like. Our wide receiver room, as as much as it is probably 32 out of 32 in pure skill, has shown some pockets of hope in every other game besides last week. So I think we're just, like, having some recency bias. Like, they can show up when they'd like to. I, I'd like Juwan Johnson to not be a healthy scratch ever again. I feel like he's yeah. shown more promise yeah. than Troutman, who's a piece of shit. Just, um, like, <laughs> make, the opposite make of Johnson a receiver. Yeah, put him, I agree. put him in the Jimmy Graham role. Yeah. So I think that's my positive note of the week yeah. that even though they are 32 out of 32 in pure skill, they can show up when they'd like. And I yeah. think they'll yeah, show like, up this weekend. What happened to the Marcus Marquez Callaway that like caught that 50 yard touchdown from Jameis Winston in the preseason? Like that wasn't an easy catch. He was covered pretty well. Like that guy just disappeared. Like I don't know if he's just like never open or they just are afraid. Or they're to not dial targeting him. Like I that. feel like sometimes that's been happening too. Like there's questionable targets. Like I would never target Chapman. <laughs> and it's like funny though because like he like turned it on in like our last couple drives and like balled out and like helped get us back in the game. So like that's what that's he does. almost he like gives even you worse. Hope. Yeah, it's worse. It's, yeah. It, they, like just like you know he has good. talent and like yeah, yeah. and like potential. And uh, like I like almost had an aneurysm when they cut to him on the sideline after one of his drops, and the, they like had one of our tight ends or receiver coaches like showing him just like frame up the ball, like like <laughs> put your hands like this, catch the ball, and I was just like, ah, <laughs> like you should've been doing that since high school. Like, I don't know, just wild. Um, yeah, he's he was a thousand yard tight end in college. Like obviously yeah. he has some skill. What the fuck happened to it? Hopefully, yeah, maybe uh, Juwan Johnson can get his uh, get a pep talk from his good friend Chris Shinneberry and um, uh, lead us to victory this week. So, along with Nick Van Netzel, um, tight end savior for the New Orleans Saints. Allison, hit us with the Hornitos ad read. We are brought to you by Hornitos, the tequila that you drink after Odell shits on you, just as he has many other women in the past decade. Oh, Thank yeah. You, <laughs> All right. Cheers. Well, for uh, Sean Haspel and Allison Whitlock, I'm Jacob Krasno. This has been Black and Gold BS, the Irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media. Until next week, Odell, you. Will fail. Who that? Who that? <laughs>